Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Paul Benke with us. Doctor, speaker, author and certified life coach helps millennials, coaches and business leaders become more effective by clearing the fog of doubt, self-criticism and overthinking that prevents them from realizing their true purpose. As a classical musician, he stumbled on a unique process that not only helped his performance but could easily be applied to taming the negative thoughts of his inner critic. So without further delay, let's welcome Paul. Paul, welcome to the... Thank you so much, Brad. I'm pleasure to be here. Awesome. Welcome, Paul. Let's begin with your journey first. But before that, I just want to know, as a classical musician, which music instrument that you love to play? I was the keyboard player and played mostly harpsichord, and I was also a conductor. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Okay, awesome. Paul, let's start your journey first. Tell us that how you got started into this profession, what kind of problem that you have faced, where did you start your journey, and how it's going on now for you? Yeah, thank you. Frankly, it all started while I was being an artist. It's really about so much more than, shall we say, just mastering the tools of your art. Really, being an artist is about mastering yourself, getting your own issues and fears and motivations and things out of the way so that creativity has a place to be. And that work was really satisfying to me. And it's also really the best uh, preparation for becoming a coach. And as I could see the time as my musician's life coming to an end after a number of decades, it was just an easy step into the world of coaching from that. Wonderful. So Paul, now you are mostly focusing on coaching or you have other options like group coaching or any kind of online programs. Let's, if anyone wants to get coaching from you, then what kind of options are available? Yes, I do run a a group program. I also do a lot of one-on-one individual coaching. And part of the work that I do with my clients, both in the group and in individual sessions is there's an online program that I have developed that really helps people turn that boy, that little negative voice in our head for something that is always criticizing us to something that's more of an ally, some, uh, something more of a friend. And that's a program which has been quite effective for not only me, but for my clients as well. Awesome. Wonderful. Paul, since you were into this industry like very long time ago and you have a lot of experience, the most important qualities. So what do you think that what are the most important qualities for a successful coach to possess? I think there are probably a lot of different qualities. As a coach, one needs to be able to listen well. And of course, these are skills that you can attain by going through various coaching programs. So listening well Having a compassionate heart, being as non-judgmental as possible really helps to make a safe space for your clients. So those are some of the qualities that I think are most important. And okay, so let's, I'm going to give you one situation where I'll be a person who is struggling a lot of the things in my life. Okay. I just come to you and now tell us that how do you approach working with me as a client? Uh, Yes. Working with clients who are struggling to meet their goals, usually you're really curious to find out what is it that's causing the struggle? What's behind that? What are the stories that they're telling themselves about who they are, about what they're able to do? Because that is usually what is causing the struggle. And once we figure out our way through those struggles, what is at the root of them, then actually accomplishing those goals tends to become pretty easy after that. 
Wonderful. Paul, as that as you are, as we are humans, each and every day we have to deal with some kinds of problems, challenges, difficulties in our life. And when you are a coach or you are a business owner or entrepreneur running your business, the things is double for you, right? So how do you stay motivated and continue grow as a coach? Yeah, most of the time it's relatively easy for me simply because I find coaching so satisfying that staying motivated isn't a problem because it feeds me so well. There are days, of course, when things happen, whether it's in the business or in, in my life, which tend to get in the way. And really the biggest help for that is being really careful about what are the stories that I am telling myself about what is happening, because that's really what is creating stress in our lives. It's what we tell ourselves about the events in our life. Yeah, correct. So let's talk about the accountability part like Accountability is the most important thing when it comes to the coaching. So how do you balance holding your clients accountable while also being compassionate and support? Great question. So accountability is an interesting question. And as a coach, it is not my job to make sure that my clients do what they say they were going to do. My job is to help them understand what they want to do and to help them get clear about why they do or don't do what's going on. So it's really all about being compassionate and supportive. If clients say at the end of one session, this is what I'm going to do between now and our next one, and we get to the next session and they've done none of it, that opens up a great opportunity to find out what's really going on. What caused them not to do it? Was it a change in their goals? Was it messages that they hear from their own voices that get in their way? Holding people accountable, people really hold themselves accountable, but I do ask them about it and help them really achieve the things that they're wanting to by getting underneath what's really going on for them. So can you share any example? Like, I believe you have a lot of the coaching success stories, but maybe one or two examples of your coaching success story and what do you believe contributed to your success? Sure. There's a couple I can think of. There was one young man that I was working with who was working in the technology field and he had a good job and pretty much enjoyed it, but was thinking, is this what I want to be doing for the next 30 years? And so he had questions about what his life purpose was really about. And oftentimes people try to look into the future to try to discern purpose. What is it that I'm supposed to do in the future? But I find that can be quite overwhelming because, well, there's virtually an infinite number of possibilities for what one could do. So when this client and I were talking about that, I asked him, so what has your life been about so far? What was going on as you were growing up in your family? What was going on for you in school? What was going on for you in your early work life? And he got quiet and he said, actually, I think most of my entire life has been about healing for both myself and my family. Yeah. I said, great. So if that's what your life has been about, how might that inform what's coming up? That, that really opened up his eyes to the fact that life has put him on a trajectory and it was really about healing. And he all of a sudden got very excited about the general direction he needed to go, exactly what he was to be doing or what that job would look like. That wasn't clear yet, but he had a very clear direction. And so that's one of my favorite stories is how we can use our past to help us discern the direction that we want to go for the future. One other client I will tell you about was yeah. a, a man who came to me with a lot of really pretty heavy inner critic messages, all those messages that he was telling himself, grown up in a family in which he'd gotten a lot of messages from those around him that he really wasn't quite good enough. He wasn't the way he was supposed to be. And so there was this great self-consciousness about who he was and anxiety about being out in public and meeting people. 
And as he was progressing through this process that I use with my clients, he was able to completely change the way he was viewing himself, the way he interacted with people. And all of a sudden, his anxiety about being in social situations began to reduce. He began to feel better about himself. He began to find some goals and values and things that were important to him, which before he had just ignored because he was busy trying to protect himself from what he thought would be terrible consequences, which he may have experienced as a child. But now as an adult, that's no longer there, but the feeling and the thoughts are still present. And so the process that I've been using with my clients is one that really helps to uncover what has been going on and then makes clear a way forward into a new way of being. Wonderful. And as a coach, when you see that your clients is getting result or they are doing the thing that they wanted to do, uh, it always gives you that level of kicks to do more and help more and more people. Yes, it's a great thing to be able to help people move forward. And any success story is always a, a satisfying thing, certainly for that client. And I'm honored to be a part of that. That's one of the things that really keeps me going. Yeah. So, Paul, let's talk about some misconceptions as that every industry has different kind of misconceptions, right? So, since you were like in this industry a very long time ago, what are some common misconceptions about coaching that you have noticed till now? Yeah, I would think probably the biggest misconception people have is that a coach is someone who will tell you what to do. And really, that's not the story. Often clients will come with questions and wanting help and finding those answers. And of course, each coach has their own expertise, their own knowledge, which can be useful and helpful. But people are much more engaged in the process when it's ideas that have arisen for them. So my job as a coach really is to help uncover, to to ask questions that that help uncover what it is people, my, my clients are really wanting and what's really important to them. My own belief is that all the really important questions that we have, we already have the answers to. It's the unimportant ones that other people can help us with. But that's probably the biggest misconception that people go into coaching thinking, oh, great, I get to tell people what to do. Or people hire a coach thinking, oh, great, somebody's going to tell me what to do. And that is maybe one of the more disempowering approaches to coaching, because when we can help our clients realize what's important for them, that it comes out of them, it is way more powerful. Yes, we can offer suggestions, we can offer options for things that they might try, but always pose them in a question so that they get to reflect on it and see whether or not they resonate with that idea. Correct. Yeah. Okay, Paul, if you are combining your entire journey and you are putting all your journey, experience, knowledge, and put it into a book, then how do you name it and why? Actually, I have written a book pretty similar to that. It's called Thoughts on Demand, Turn Negative Self-Talk into Unstoppable Confidence. And it's a book which really outlines this process that I use with my clients to reprogram that inner critic. And it really grew out of my entire life, particularly as a musician. And now also as a coach, I brought together knowledge and skills and experiences from all parts of my life into that book. Yeah. So that's probably what I would call it, thoughts on demand. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, Paul, I'm just going to ask you a question. If you want to give the answer, then it's fine. And if you do not want to do that, then it's also fine. It's like the question is nowadays, if you see 
that artificial intelligence is entering each and every field, right? So what do you think that what kind of impact that it's going to have on the coaching industry in the future? That's a great question. And that's actually the talk of a lot of coaches at various coaching conferences. I was just at one last week where that was a topic that was discussed. And it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen. There are some pretty effective AI coaching platforms, but I also know that the intuition that a lot of coaches, including myself, rely on, I'm not sure that AI can come up with intuition to sense what's really going on for a client underneath the words that they're saying. So my hunch is that AI and humans will find a, a great way to work together in the future. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but that's my sense about it. Do you believe that it's going to replace the coach in future, the way the chatbots are coming out and when people are just type all the problems in the chatbots and chatbot is giving answer, they are just trying to build a chatbot in a way so that it always fails the next person to feel that the person is talking to a another person, right? So in that way, what's your thought? Do you believe is that going to happen? Like it, it would be possible in future? I highly doubt that. When I think about chatbots and computers, I am reminded of a quote by, I believe it was Pablo Picasso, who said many years ago, computers are useless. All they do is give you answers. And I think really what the coaching industry is, is about asking great questions. The curiosity which leads to questions and the answers don't come from AI. They don't come from the chatbots in coaching. They come from the client. So my hunch is that, no, it's not going to replace coaching because AI and things like that, they are great at coming up with answers, but yeah. that's not what's really important. It's the questions that matter. Got it. Okay, Paul, any final message that you'd want to share with our listener? I'd just like to say thanks so much for this time to chat, Subrat. It's been a pleasure. If people are interested in getting a hold of me, they can actually go to thoughtsondemand.org where they can learn about the book that I have written. And there's also a contact page there. I'd be happy to talk with anyone who would chat. Wonderful. Guys, do make sure you follow Paul. Wonderful person, great personality, great journey. And you can reach out to Paul. Uh, whatever your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of Fucking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Paul, for being on the show. And it was an honor to hosting you today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Thanks again, Paul. So that's it. I'm Subrat signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.